0: What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Jared from the Land Legend Podcast. I am your host, giving you what you need in news and interviews. Today on the show, I got someone I've been knowing. I don't even give away our ages, but I've been knowing him for more, I think more than 20 plus years. Um unfortunately he attended one of the rival high schools in my high school. Um they love to wear blue. I'll let him tell you what high school that is. But uh but we you, got, you, about-
1: you gotta win to be a rival, Jay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't all right I, I like that i like that i like that i like that but uh welcome to the show mr lyndon jones the founder of about face Nola. we'll be discussing his nonprofit organization and why he impacted the community and why he started so welcome to the show sir uh, thank
1: you so much for having me on, giving me the chance to talk about what we do. Um,
0: I really, really appreciate it. Thank cool. you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, so let's get right into it, sir. Tell people a little bit about yourself. Give me a little bit of background.
1: Absolutely. So my name is Lyndon Jones, uh, Nola native, born and raised, as Jared said. I, I, I came up in New Orleans, um, father, son of a uh, Baptist pastor and a retired social worker. And I started ABOUT FACE, uh, which is an acronym for About Family and Community Engagement last year. But the signature program that we have, which is called The Social Set, is a workshop that I started in 2015. It had about a two-year run, an excellent run. Um, I took a break from it because life happened, got married, had some kids, and um, I brought it back. With, well, under Social Set, and it is our signature flagship program. And I put myself and a host of community professionals, community advocates, very determined and diligent volunteers. We work hard on this workshop uh, to help our young people cope, to help our young people manage their emotions
0: and perform better in school and in the community all right that's what's up man thank you thank you thank you thank you for mm-hmm. creating this uh organization because we need more organizations like this around the city that's why i created this platform so p- people be aware of things that they can put their kids in especially since sometimes coming up all yeah. right uh, so what made you want to start this organization because you could have did anything could start your own business to make profit but you just decided to start a non-profit so why this nonprofit? Uh
1: well so the 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 um, about face is really think of about face as the umbrella, and it is it's been something I've always wanted to do. I've been in service pretty much my entire life. I was I was helping uh, elderly people and get into the nursing home and in the youth bowl on the youth department in church. Uh, <laughs> so service has always been a part of me. I can't escape it. It's who I am. Um, but my intentional work with young people started as young as 17. I would say I have a total of about 23 years of working with youth who society would consider at risk um, families in families in the social workspace, mental health space. Um, I've worked with Prisoner Reentry. I've worked with the Babies and, girls and Boys and Girls Club as education director. Um, so I've run the gamut from five years old to 75. Um, but I, I started the organization because after working with young people and families, and so many people who just went the wrong way, the one common thread that I saw and felt and experienced with all of them was the inability to manage difficult, strenuous emotions. Um, I mean, some some of the common things that you that I can that I can talk about. That I think you would understand would be you have a six-year-old, Jared, um, who may have some, some difficult life situations, right? Just doesn't know what to do with it. So he goes to school, he acts up. Um, a 65-year-old man who's who's struggling with addiction, he's in and out of jail. He's struggling with the same thing, right? So what what I've what I've put together over the course of my life and why I started Social Set was because. Many, many people, from my experience, many people who have been through a lot, they operate either at the happy spectrum or angry. The difficulty is managing the emotions in between that. So you get confused, you default to angry. You get frustrated, you default to angry. You get um, maybe just bored, right? Some people are just more comfortable at one end of the spectrum. And being happy all the time is not realistic for productive adults. And many of our youth don't understand that. And many of the youth end up growing into adulthood and the ones who struggle understanding that struggle with life. So what I did was I created the social set as a safe space for youth and adults to practice these things. How do we manage our emotions? How do we manage feelings? Um, that would typically drive us to be upset. Push some young folks into the prison system, push old folks into the prison system. Some push some decent folks, good folks, who are in good relationships out of good relationships because they can't manage some of the things that they're feeling. And this goes from students to parents to myself, but uh, it's it's a place where there's consequence free, nobody's judging. Um, and we use real life role plays and skits in interactions, um, and at the end of it, we have a chance to dissect it and we break it down and we have fun. Um, and the kids have fun playing roles of older folks, older folks, older folks play young folks. But at the end of it, the kids have a chance to really give their opinions and see themselves and their parents and their teachers in real life situations, and it's it's magical. It's okay. magical to experience it when it when it's hitting on all cylinders. That's what's up. So that's the whole mm-hmm. purpose
0: of the social set. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we can talk about that social set. So you, they go, they get to play other roles, different ages. That's pretty cool because I like to see, an yeah. old person, a young person. These days, that would be funny to see. It's
1: fun. It's fun. So just just imagine. Let me paint a picture. You have twelve to fifteen youth surrounded by older folks of pretty much any profession. So my profession, I'm in business sales, right? Business to business sales. I may have. A tech designer. I may have a person who runs um, who runs a law firm, but in that space, those professionals, the number one question I ask is that you put all your degrees in your back pocket. Does not matter, right? The most important thing is these children see adults in a safe space as people, not as teacher, not as lawyer, not as doctor. You're a person. And gives them a chance to kind of see people see adults in human situations and hear adults share their own vulnerabilities after a role play. I'll give you one good example. Uh in 2016, we did a role play with a young woman who's a dance instructor. And by all, by all definitions, she's she looks good. She's she's an attractive, she's an attractive girl. And I love working with, This is going to sound weird, right? But I love working with young girls, the the age of 17. I love working with them, because when that light goes off, for them, brother, it sticks. And I love that transition. I watch, I'll leave that alone. But anyway, I know that my young girls struggle sometimes with self-image, confidence. Um, They look at other women and girls as having it together, right? Your Beyonce's, your Liz, and they Mm -hmm. don't. So what I did was I got with this specific woman, And I asked her, what is she not confident about? She gave me a list of things that she does not like about herself or things that she struggles with. So the topic of this social set was self-image and confidence. So I started the social set off with, I asked everybody in the room, give me a description of what depression looks like. What does it look like in a person? I heard things like poor body language, overweight, bad hair just every possible every common definition description you would probably think of right so i'm i'm egging them all like good job good job good job so we have a full board of what depression looks like then i offered i said what if this person tried to graduate from school six times and failed does that fit depression yes what if this person has alopecia because this this specific person told me they had alopecia
0: what if they didn't like the way they Was hmm? alopecia? Was
1: alopecia? Was the- alopecia? Is a is a balding thing. So it is oh, what is right. it's, it's why Chris Rock got
0: slapped. <laughs> I was about to say Jennifer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so the the alopecia thing. And and what if if we? What if a person never liked the way they looked, or they never felt that they were loved by their boyfriend? So I hit. Everybody's like, yeah, that's absolutely depression. We took a break. We came back to the board, and I had the young lady text me right. So I said, let's bring our focus back to the board so we can look at, do the comparison. So everybody agrees that everything on this board is what depression looks like, yes. She walks in, and I said, everyone, I need you to turn around and introduce said person, right? She comes in. The little <laughs> girls in the room, Jay, were like, oh my like, you're not looking at a beauty queen, you're looking at depression. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the things that you struggle with. So the, the moral of that message, man, was you never really know what it looks like, right? So fast forward, there was two young ladies in that group in that day, Uh, two of them in college now. They vividly remember that and how it helped them increase their self-confidence. One said, I used to go to school and I would never say anything to the teacher. But being in social set, out there, because they were around adults all the time who were sharing things about their lives and their insecurities, they never saw adults as humans. They saw adults as people that had everything together. Nothing was wrong with them. And when we were able to to really do those assessments after the role plays, it put them at a human level. It helps them to increase their confidence. But that girl, specific girl, they were saying that they still carry it to this day. And mind you, that was four years ago, five years ago.
0: What's going on? I hope you're enjoying this episode with Lyndon Jones, founder of About Face Nola. You can follow them on social media on IG at about underscore face underscore Nola. And you can check out the website at www.about-facenola.org. Subscribe, follow them so you can get some of that social setting in life for your kids and yourself. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show.
1: And I can give you example after example, but that is why it was created. Because quite honestly, our children, uh, when I look at the mass shootings, when I look at the shootings in the street, the kids, everything that we have going on, it's like, I, it, it hurts me because I know what it is. Like, our children just do not have a safe space to practice the things that our, their parents and teachers want them to do. Like, where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you go to practice? not being disrespectful or really managing the anger that you have. Where can you talk about it? Where can you act it out? But so what we do is we put real life situations that they're living without saying this is your life in the floor space where everybody cares about how you respond to what you go through. And you have a 70 year old person's point of view. You get a 16 year old person's point of view. You get a 20 year old person's point of view. And the beauty of it is, I ask everybody in the group to never say the word wrong or right. We just expand opportunities and possibilities of different ways to handle different situations because there's never really one specific way. We just want to give them multiple ways to look at things.
0: And a lot of times it is a lasting effect. Okay. All right. Well, actually, we got, a, uh, we got a comment here. We'll yeah. Bring it up. Thanks for watching, Beauty Beads. Um, I love the name about FACE. That's a military term usually directing a shift to the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. What examples can you share of youth who have changed course after participating in your programs? Thank um, you so for the
1: show. Thank you for that. Uh, I love the question because, so there's several examples I can give, but I'll give one that I think most of us can relate to now. So there's a, com- there's a common diagnosis that's growing among most communities, I was about to say black, but um, Asperger's, right? So Asperger's is on the spectrum of autism. It's on the early, early side. So one of the struggles with with Asperger's and, and most autistic kids is the inability to really process body language, um, not knowing how to manage or discern what feeling is real from what's fake. Right. So with this, with this specific person who is in social set, um, learn to do was diagnose their own feelings and what people were saying about them so you can have a situation where this person would go into a room and five kids choose not to sit next to him Mm. he would take it as those people don't like me right? the kids never told him a thing so when we have a role play literally using the same example for him to hear a 60 year old person, a 13 year old person 17 year old person Take that same situation while he had the chance to sit back and observe it and understand that four different people said what they would have done. One person said, Hey, I would have walked up to the table and sat down, which is something he did not do because he was withdrawn to himself. Another person saw four people eating as, Okay, well, they just, they're just eating their lunch. This person, many people have a tendency to take things personally when that is not the case. So what he learned to do was investigate and ask questions and put himself on the line and not be fearful of what he thought was until he can really, really find out for himself what it really was. That person now is an awesome public speaker. That person now okay. is a communicator. That person now is a director of an org- a startup business. Um, he will speak to that if ever he ever got the opportunity. Um, but he would draw conclusions before giving himself the opportunity to be vulnerable and shut down, because being shut down and rejected was his biggest fear, right? So uh, that leads into one of the other things that I'm really big on that we deal with is negative self-talk. So, in a lot, a lot, one of the common themes in our social sets are, um, do you really know what you're telling yourself, or you're aware that what you possibly tell yourself. Is more harmful and meaner than what your enemy actually says, right? So he had that really bad. That's one of the things that we that we bring up a lot in social
0: set, um, and it has an impact. It has a really big impact. All right, that's a, that's a, that's a great example, even from being shouted to a public speaker. That's what's up. all right. Um, so <laughs> so you created this organization. Tell us about how how it was in the beginning, like how it was starting nonprofit. Because most people think, um, some people have the illusion that starting nonprofit is easy, um, but it's a lot of hard work. So uh, can give, give us some examples or tell some stories of how it was beginning. Like okay. brainstorm, like what made you brainstorm this, made it come to fruition, and how did you get it started? So it, it is it, it was intimidating. So in 20, 2015,
1: 2016, when I started Social Set. Um, I have worked with nonprofit organizations. I was working with a couple non at the time, but starting my own, I didn't know what to do. So I just started the program to just to do the work, like just do it, right? Um, making it official, I balked at it maybe two years. And when I finally decided last year to do it is, to be honest, I have so many dreams and ambitions for what I want the organization to be about family and community engagement. Um, because I want a fatherhood piece. I want, I want, there's a parental, there's a parental, there's a, a huge part of what we do is get parents engaged. I have not mentioned that yet, but my, my, my goal was how do I get all of this into one? So I took the, the same thought process from 2015 and decided to just get started. And I use about face as my umbrella and social set is basically driving the organization at this point. Um, it's me. I have a team of people that devote spare time in various ways. Um, I have a career of my own. I have my family that I'm extremely devoted to. Um, but it's who I am. So doing, the, doing what I do right now is not hard. The paperwork, the being official and being compliant it's never been my bag but i have i have people that are helping me with that um but it it is it's 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 a work of love man and i it's not it's not simple um but because i get payoff and i see payoff and i see kids faces um i hear their expressions i hear the things that they say it keeps me going but um I don't think I'm qualified yet to say what a nonprofit is like because I'm I'm really just getting this thing going. Um, okay. I can tell you that when you have a love for people and a, and a dying passion to see people change, it's effortless. But the work, the the nonprofit part in terms of the compliance and doing the paperwork, um, I actually have a lot of help. People that believe in what this organization can be, so. Two, three years from now, I may be able to answer that. But if you love what you're doing, the the work part, as long as you have some folks that that really believe in what you're doing, um, Mm. you you can make it. You can manage it.
0: Man, you you being being too humble right now man you got That's a whole true. you got a whole team right if they, if they go check out your website you got a whole team no i got no i'm not i'm not dimin- i don't
1: want to diminish anything <laughs>
0: yeah, you, no. yeah.
1: like zayna zayna i'm i'm mad that zayna can't be here right now because right. Uh, the the about face part with parents zayna is, is a is a young lady that i worked with in the past whose son was on the verge of being one of those carjackers, right, one of those types. Mm. And she is one of the parents that I that I adore because she reached out and she'll tell you in a heartbeat, I was afraid of reaching out. I was afraid of getting help mm. um, and has three other children. And she knows the importance of parents really embedding themselves into the change that they want to see their children make. And you can't just say, I want my child to do this and walk away from it. Right. Um, so she, she reaches out to the parents in the organization. She talks to the parents. She's a sounding board for them and the struggles that they face. Cause dude, it is not easy. And I'm speaking now only for single parents. It ain't easy. It's not easy. And I'm not gonna get on fathers or what they're not doing, but the mothers that do what they can, it is it's so important for people, for providers, for any of us to really kind of hold back judgment um, what's going on because there's so much on the mother's plate um that organizations what, what I want about face to be for parents we understand and Zayna has to remind me constantly uh she checks me like you you you, you can't look at this like that because okay. this is what parents actually face and what they deal with so we're sensitive to all that but I I am I'm, I'm unrelenting when it comes to having seeing
0: children make change <laughs> I uh, got I you. up on that. Okay. Okay, we got another comment on here. We got a uh, lindsay Davis. She said, "This program will help. This is the first person to listen to me and not tell me my feelings are wrong, but there is a better way to go about it."
1: lindsay don't you do
0: that to me, man. It helped me change my outlook on family and life. Don't you do that. Hashtag G. Thank you for watching, Lindsay. Appreciate that. Thank you, Lindsay. What's your what you, what you response to that comment? Yeah, oh, Lindsay,
1: um... <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay... Lindsay had mouth.
0: <laughs> Still has
1: mouth, right? <laughs> um, that's my baby, man. But Lindsay rub, Lindsay rub a common person wrong, the wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I saw in Lindsay when... when you know those people, Jared... Um, and I, what I have a tendency to do, dude, is I look at somebody who's young and I, I transport them in my head to what they would be as an old person. I've always loved and adored that mean teacher, that mean principal, um, because you know, like at the end of the day, brother, they're shooting you straight. Mm. I went to Catholic school, you did too. I loved the principal that used to pull my nose. I loved him. <laughs> and, it. and it's kind so of strange because I, I was always in trouble. Right. Always in trouble. But I like knowing who was on my side and who wasn't on my side. Mm. With people who tell you how it is, it's not a sugar coat, right? So she looked and felt like that person that I knew would be a person to run a business, to run a successful house, to run, and I, I just saw it. I just saw it, and I loved it.
0: And I still love it about it. That's, what's up. What's up? that's what i That's We got some that's, more, that's, more comments.
1: That's family, by the way, too, man,
0: so. <laughs> We got another comment. We got, hey, fellas. What's up, Greg? That's you know what I'm saying? Good. That's your cuz. <laughs> what's up, Greg? For we, watching used, we, we used to share a twin bed together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got another comment from... Uh, K someone hope I pronounce the name right. Good work. Thank you, Ike. All uh, right, thank y'all. Make sure y'all subscribe. Know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Let me get on to the next next time. Bring bring them back. But uh, all right, let's continue this interview, man. Appreciate everything you're doing. So uh, let's talk about what are some road roadblocks and challenges in uh, getting this off the ground or just running the day to day operations for this. Oh, uh, well, right? I told you before. So for me, I,
1: I I'm I'm
0: heavily embedded in
1: my career. Uh, so time, of course, is one challenge. I don't have the challenge, fortunately, of finding good people. I think everybody that that works with the organization has a, a host of things that they're responsible for. But they would jump at in a second to do work for about-face and social set. Um, funding, of course, isn't always going to be an obstacle. Um, I have a dream for the organization to be in schools and doing social set for lunchtime, after school, before school. Um, but there's, there's, there's obstacles around that getting into the schools. We are in one school and I'm fortunate and glad for that. Okay. Um, that was a great experience. We've done it once and we'll be back next year. Um, so, so I think, I, I don't think there's anything that's non-typical that, that I'm facing that, um, Funding, of course, I have, I have the team, um, I think, I think some, uh, getting the word out, marketing, like really letting folks know who we are, I have very little knowledge about social media and, and how to really get stuff out and make it, bu- get the buzz going, um, but I, I'm in love, man, with the pace that we're at right now, because it's slow, it's manageable, um, I can't say it again, the people that work with About Face, they, I i I'm, I like the pace that we're at. And okay. I'm trying not to get I try not to get too caught up in what's coming.
0: You know? Okay. All right, but man, people keep commenting, man. Hold, hold on. Uh, Greg Johnson and take baths, yeah, Chef Baze ain't take baths. <laughs> All right. Um, we got Maggie Bartel, who about Bartel if I said the name correctly. Um I've supported your vision since the beginning. Not only is it about face social set included, of course, motivational inspirational and much needed positive force and environment for you but it is necessary nowadays honestly it's been necessary for decades in many cities and states but you aren't just talking about it you're making it happen three questions for those that are pondering whether or not to engage in your program what is your overall goal with your program and uh, i can't even see the rest because you've it's so long right now but uh i'll try to check it out and see what she, the rest of the question post, can you post the rest of the questions the other two the two questions in the comments, believe Yeah, she might not be finished. But, but I guess you want to answer the first. What's the overall goal? Yeah, so
1: was- no, absolutely. So, with Social Set, the number one goal for every youth that comes in that leaves is to develop the skills to, to first be aware of who they are, um, to be aware of their feelings and manage their feelings, right? Um, so when you're looking at underemployed youth, adults, uh, when you're looking at uh, recidivism in jails, and you're, every every social ill that we have, I'll, I'll say it again: the mass shooter, right? Um, these people are feeling something, and most times it's pain, most times it's anger, most times it's rejection. What skills do you have to deal with those things? What are you perceiving wrong? That's really not what you thought it was. Um, I firmly believe that social set is the space where these young folks, if we get them at an, at that age, 11 to 15, where they can learn to navigate their emotions in a healthy way and be more productive, be better sons, be better daughters, be better friends, be better students, um, be community leaders. Uh, but it com- it comes with really being able to see what it is I'm feeling. This anger that I'm feeling, is it really anger? Could I temper it a little bit? I remember when Mr. Linden did that skit where he played the little boy, I had to play this, and give them points of reference where they can go back and manage daily situations that would typically get them in trouble. Um, or not even get them in trouble, but that they just misread. Give them more tools, social skills, soft skills, um,
0: to excel in life. Okay.
1: All right,
0: Okay, I got the other two questions. This mm-hmm. is, how do you believe you, you wait, how do you believe you make these goals come come into fruition? And then number three is maybe too personal to answer, but would appreciate some insight as maybe some some of your followers would. What did you personally go through, witness, to make you not only want change but want to be part of making the change? Thank you, brother, for all that you do. I can't wait to become more involved in this journey.
1: I'll do, I'll start with three and then backpedal to two. So I was, I have a serious anger, anger problem.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a true statement, right? Yeah, straight up, yeah. That's so. <laughs> cool, yeah. yeah. I,
1: um, I, my, my temper has gotten me into trouble a lot of times. And I learned at maybe 19 or 20 that my temper most times lied to me. It was things that I thought were ha- were happening, that I thought people were saying um, that they didn't say at all. Um, I wish that I had a social set to teach me to slow down and not take everything as an offense. Right. So what do you do when you're angry and I think somebody has done something? I didn't have a frame of reference um, to say, OK, well, I misread this last time or well, I heard these 10 people make the same common mistake. I could be making this mistake right now. Maybe my teacher does not mean this. Maybe my mama didn't mean that. Maybe my dad is going through something today. Maybe my teacher's going through something today. And I need to backpedal and realize that this shit—this, this
0: is not about me. Growing up with a is a challenge, facing thousands of boys in New Orleans. For too many of them, the challenge will prove overwhelming. Son of a Saint exists for these boys, providing mentorship, education, recreation, camaraderie, culture enrichment, emotional support, and helping to fill the void for thousands of fathers and young men in New Orleans. Please, please go to sonofasaint.org, um, donate, uh, give your time, men, provide some mentorship to these young boys. If you're interested, please, please follow them on all the platforms. Son of a Saint. Thank you for listening. We out.
1: I can give you example after example, but that is why it was created. Because quite honestly, our children, uh, when I look at the mass shootings, when I look at the shootings in the street, the kids, everything that we have going on, it's like, I, it, it hurts me because I know what it is. Like, our children just do not have a safe space to practice the things that our, their parents and teachers want them to do. Like, where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you go to practice? not being disrespectful or really managing the anger that you have where can you talk about it where can you act it out but so what we do is we put real life situations that they're living without saying this is your life in the floor space where everybody cares about how you respond to what you have a 70-year-old person's point of view. You get a 16-year-old person's point of view. You get a 20-year-old person's point of view. And the beauty of it is, I ask everybody in the group, to never say the word wrong or right. We just expand opportunities and possibilities of different ways to handle different situations. Because there's never really one specific way. We just want to give them multiple ways to look at things. And a lot of times it is a lasting effect.
0: Okay. All right. Actually, we got a we got a comment here. We'll, yeah. Let's bring it up. Thanks for watching Beauty Beads. Um, I love the name about face. That's a military term, usually directing a shift to the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. What examples can you share of youth who have changed course after participating in your programs? Thank um, you for watching the show. Thank you for that. Uh,
1: I love the question because so there's several examples I can give, but I'll give one that I think most of us can relate to now. So. There's a, there's a common diagnosis that's growing among most communities, I was about to say Black, but um, Asperger's, right? So Asperger's is on the spectrum of autism, it's on the early early side. So one of the struggles with, with Asperger's and, and most autistic kids is the inability to really process body language, um, not knowing how to manage or discern what feeling is real from what's fake, right? so what this with this specific person who was in social set um learned to do was diagnose their own feelings and what people were saying about them so you could have a situation where this person would go into a room and five kids choose not to sit next to him Mm. he would take it as those people don't like me right the kids never told him a thing so when we have a role play Literally using the same example, for him to hear a 60-year-old person, a 13-year-old person, 17-year-old person take that same situation while he had the chance to sit back and observe it and understand that four different people said what they would have done. One person said, hey, I would have walked up to the table and sat down, which is something he did not do he was withdrawn to himself another person saw four people eating as okay well they just they're just eating their lunch this person many people have a tendency to take things personally when that is not the case so what he learned to do was investigate and ask questions and put himself on the line and not be fearful of what he thought was until he can really really find out for himself what it really was that person now is an awesome public speaker. That person now okay. is a communicator. That person now is a director of an org- a startup business. Um he will speak to that if ever he ever got the opportunity. Um but he would draw conclusions before giving himself the opportunity to be vulnerable and shut down. Because being shut down and rejected was his biggest fear. Right? So uh that leads into one of the other things that I'm really big on that we deal with is negative self-talk. So okay. And a lot, a lot, one of the common themes in our social sets are, um, do you really know what you're telling yourself? Or you're aware that what you possibly tell yourself is more harmful and meaner than what your enemy actually says, right? So he had that really bad. That's one of the things that we, that we bring up a lot in social set. Um, And
0: it has an impact. It has a really big impact. All right, that's a that's a that's a great example. How you from being shy to a public speaker—that's what's up. All right. Um. So, <laughs> so you created this organization. Tell us about how how it was in the beginning. Like how it was starting nonprofit. Because most people think, um, some people have the illusion that starting nonprofit is easy, um, but it's a lot of hard work. So, um, can give give us some examples or tell some stories how it was beginning. Like. Okay. What, brainstorm like what made you brainstorm this made it come to fruition and how did you get started so it, it
1: is it was intimidating so in 20 2015 2016 when I started social set um, I've worked with nonprofit organizations I was working with a couple nonprofits at the time but starting my own I didn't know what to do so I just started the program to just to do the work I like just do it right um, making it official I balked at it maybe two years And when I finally decided last year to do it is, to be honest, I have so many dreams and ambitions for what I want the organization to be about family and community engagement, Um, because I want a fatherhood piece. I want, I want, there's a parental, there's a parental, there's a a huge part of what we do is get parents engaged. I have not mentioned that yet, but my, my, my goal is how do I get all of this into one? So I took the the same thought process from 2015 and decided to just get started. And I use About Face as my umbrella and social set is basically driving the organization at this point. Um, It's me, I have a team of people that devote spare time in various ways. Um, I have a career of my own. I have my family that I'm extremely devoted to. Um, but it's who I am. So doing the doing what I do right now is not hard. The paperwork, the being official and being compliant has never been my bag. But I have I have people that are helping me with that. Um But it it is it's a it's it's a work of love, man. And I it's not it's not simple. Um but because I get payoff and I see payoff and I see kids' faces. I hear their expressions i hear the things that they say it keeps me going but um i don't think i'm qualified yet to say what a non-profit is like because i'm i'm really just getting this thing going um okay. i can tell you that when you have a love for people and a, and a dying passion to see people change it's effortless but the work the the non part in terms of the compliance and doing the paperwork um i actually have a lot of help people that believe in what this organization can be so Two three years from now, I may be able to answer that. But if you love what you're doing. The, the work part, as long as you have some folks that that really believe in what you're doing, um, mm. it, you you can make it. You can manage.
0: It. Man, you being you being being too humble right now man you got yes, a whole man. you got a whole team right if they, if they go check out your website you got a whole team no right? i got no i'm not
1: i'm not dimin- i don't want to diminish anything you know? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. like zayna zayna i'm i'm mad that zayna can't be here right now because right. Uh, the, the about face part with parents zayna is a, is a is a young lady that i worked with in the past whose son was on the verge of being one of those carjackers, right one of those types Mm. and she is one of the parents that i that i adore because she reached out and she'll tell you in a heartbeat i was afraid of reaching out i was afraid of getting help Mm. Um, and has three other children and she knows the importance of parents really embedding themselves into the change that they want to see their children make you can't just say i want my child to do this and walk away from it. so she, she reaches out to the parents in the organization. She talks to the parents. She's a sounding board for them and the struggles that they face, because, dude, it is not easy. And I'm speaking now only for single parents. It ain't easy. It's not easy, and I'm not gonna get on fathers or what they're not doing, but the mothers that do what they can, it is, it's so important for people, for providers, for any of us to really kind of hold back judgment um, on what's going on because there's so much on the mother's plate um, that organizations. What, what I want about face to be for parents, we understand, and Zaina has to remind me constantly. Uh, she checks me like you you, you. you can't look at this like that because okay. this is what parents actually face and what they deal with. So we're sensitive to all that, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm unrelenting when it comes to having seeing children make change.
0: <laughs> I uh, got I up on that. Okay. Okay. We got another comment on here. Right. We got a uh, Lindsay Davis. Mm-hmm. She said this program will help. This is the first person to listen to me and not tell me my feelings are wrong, but there is a better way to go about it. Lindsay, don't you do that to me, man? It helped me change my outlook on family and life. Don't you do that to me. Hashtag G. Thank you for watching, Lindsay, appreciate that. Thank you, Lindsay. What's your, what's your response to that comment? Lindsay, <laughs>
1: um, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay had mouth.
0: <laughs> Still has
1: mouth, right? <laughs> um, that's my baby, man. But Lindsay rubbed, Lindsay rubbed a common person wrong the wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I saw in Lindsay, when, when you know those people, Jared, um, and I, what I have a tendency to do, dude, is I look at somebody who's young and I, I transport them in my head to what they would be as an old person. I've always loved and adored that mean teacher, that mean principal, um, because you know, like at the end of the day, brother, they're shooting you straight. Mm. I went to Catholic school, you did too. I loved the principal that used to pull my nose. I loved him. <laughs> it. And it's kind so of strange because I, I was always in trouble. Right. Always in trouble. But I like knowing who was on my side and who wasn't on my side. Mm. With people who tell you how it is, it's not a sugar coat right? So she looked and felt like that person that I knew would be a person to run a business, to run a successful house, to run, and I, I just saw it. I just saw it and I loved it, and I still love it about it. That's
0: what's, so. up. what's up. That's what we got. Some that's, more, that's, more comments That's comments. family, <laughs> by the way, too. Man. So. <laughs> we got another comment. We got Hey, Phillips. What's up, Greg? That's you know my, what I'm man. saying? That's your cousin. <laughs> what's up, Greg? We used, we, we used to share a twin bed together. We <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got another comment from. Uh, K someone, Hope I pronounced the name right. Good work. Thank you, Ike. All uh, right, thank y'all. Make sure y'all subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Then we get on to the next next time bring bring them back. But uh, all right, let's continue this interview, man. Appreciate everything you're doing. So uh let's talk about what are some road roadblocks challenges of uh getting this off the ground or just running day-to-day operations for this.
1: Oh uh, well, I told about. you before. So for me, I, I I'm I'm heavily embedded in my career. Uh, so time, of course, is one challenge. I don't have the challenge, fortunately, of finding good people. I think mm. everybody that, that works with the organization has a, a host of things that they're responsible for. But they would jump at in a second to do work for about-face and social set. Um, funding, of course, isn't always going to be an obstacle. I have a dream to, for the organization to be in schools and doing social set for lunchtime, after school, before school, um, but there's, there's, there's obstacles around that getting into the schools. We're all in one school and I'm fortunate and glad for that. Okay. Um, that was a great experience. We've done it once and we'll be back next year. Um, so, so I think, I I don't think there's anything that's non-typical that, that I'm facing that. Um, funding of course I have I have the team um I think I think some uh, getting the word out marketing like really letting folks know who we are I have very little knowledge about social media and and how to really get stuff out and make it bu- get the buzz going um but I I'm in love man with the pace that we're at right now because it's slow it's manageable um I can't say it again the people that work with about face I i I'm, I like the pace that we're at, and okay. I try not to get I try not to get too caught up in what's coming.
0: You know? Okay, all right, but man, people keep commenting, man. Hold, hold on, uh, Greg Johnson and take baths. Yeah, Chef B and take baths. <laughs> all right, uh, we got Maggie Bartel. Who about Bartel? Who I said the name correctly? Um, I've supported your vision since the beginning. Not only is it about face, social set included, of course, motivational inspirational and much needed positive force and environment for you but it is necessary nowadays honestly it's been necessary for decades in many cities and states but you aren't just talking about it you're making it happen three questions for those that are pondering whether or not to engage in your program what is your overall goal with your program and uh, i can't even see the rest because you live so long right now but uh i'll try to check it out and see what she is the rest of the question. Post, can you post the rest of the questions, the other two, the two questions in the comments, please? She not be finished. Yeah, she might not be finished, but, but I guess you want to answer the first. What's the overall goal? Yeah, with- so absolutely. So with Social Set, the number one
1: goal for every youth that comes in, that leaves is to develop the skills to, to first be aware of who they are, um, to be aware of their feelings and manage their feelings, right? Um, so when you're looking at underemployed youth adults uh, when you're looking at uh, recidivism in jails and you every every social ill that we have I'll, I'll say it again the mass shooter right um these people are feeling something and most times it's pain most times it's anger most times it's rejection what skills do you have to deal with those things what are you perceiving wrong that's really not what you thought it was um? I, I firmly believe that social set is the space where these young folks, if we get them at an, at that age, 11 to 15, where they can learn to navigate their emotions in a healthy way and be more productive, be better sons, be better daughters, be better friends, be better students, um, be community leaders. Uh, but it co- it comes with really being able to see what it is I'm feeling this anger that I'm feeling. Is it really anger? Could I temper it a little bit? I remember when Mr. Linden did that skit where he played the little boy, I had to play this, and give them points of reference where they can go back and manage daily situations that would typically get them in trouble. Um, Or not even get them in trouble, but that they just misread. Give them more tools, social skills, soft skills, um, to excel in life.
0: Okay. I got Okay. I got the other two questions. This mm-hmm. is how do you believe you, you, wait? how do you believe you would make these goals come come into fruition? And then number three is maybe too personal to answer, but would appreciate some insight as maybe some, some of your followers would what did you personally go through witness to make you not only want change but want to be part of making the change thank you brother for all that you do i can't wait to become more involved in this journey
1: i'll do i'll start with three and then back pedal to two so i was i have a serious anger anger problem
0: uh, <laughs> that's a that's a true statement, right? That's cool. Yeah, straight up, yeah. So. <laughs> I, um, I,
1: my my temper has gotten me into trouble a lot of times, and I learned at maybe nineteen or twenty that my temper most times lied to me. It was things that I thought were ha- were happening, that I thought people were saying, um, that they didn't say at all. Um, I wish that I had a social set to teach me to slow down and not take everything as an offense, right? So what do you do when you're angry and I think somebody done something? I didn't have a frame of reference um, to say, okay, well, I misread this last time. or well, I heard these 10 people make the same common mistake. I could be making this mistake right now. Maybe my teacher does not mean this. Maybe my mama didn't mean that. Maybe my dad is going through something today. Maybe my teacher's going through something today. And I need to backpedal and realize that this shit, that this, this is not about me.
0: What's going on, y'all? This is Jerry, your host from the Language Legend Podcast. Hoping you're enjoying the episode that you're tuning into. Please, if you're interested in marketing or advertising with us, please hit us up on langyardlegends.com or you can give us a call at 504 470 3236. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of the episode.
1: But if I had a place to practice this stuff, if I had a place in my in my relationships with girlfriends in the past where I thought she was doing this, or I thought she was doing that, and it was just me creating these things in my head, um, if I was able to hear from five, six different peers, let alone peers, but people older than me uh, who had similar experiences, that maybe I would have managed relationships a whole lot better. Maybe I would have managed... My, my, if you want to call it football career, but my football experience is a little bit different. Um, just really quick to make an assumption about what I'm perceiving and have it wrong. And I, I created this to be that thing that I know uh, could impact lives in a de- very, very, very deep way. Uh, the second question, what was that second question again, Jay?
0: Second question was... It's coming up on screen, Pull it up right now. Hold on. It says, how do you believe you can make these goals come to fruition?
1: Yeah, so right now we're only doing a monthly social set and um, we're bringing social set to a, a summer camp that'll be held at Harmony Oaks um, during June and July. So my goal, ultimate goal, is to have social set every Saturday. I would like it to be in numerous schools um, and give youth from all walks of life, race, color, economic background, the chance to practice social skills, the chance to practice real life situations, um, give give them the experience, the points of reference where they can see some of the mistakes that they make with their friends, with their teachers, how they see the world. Uh, it gives you a chance to broaden your perspective on life uh, in a real, tangible, pragmatic way that is just—I don't—I've never seen it set up, right? Um, so I created it, and I think over time this could happen.
0: All right, man, we got—we got more. Hold on, man. You got a lot of people commenting on you, right? So Isaac John- Jackson, what's up, Isaac? Thank you for watching the show. Um, Linda was the first really passionate person I met in my journey to becoming a man. I tell someone a quote he gave me when I was upset when we were off Rofus Bankston at least once a year. He's the type, of you, he's the type who can tell you what you need to hear and when you need to hear it.
1: And that's for my brother. I, we, wow, man. <laughs> Thank you, Isaac. He, he made me more serious about life. So to get this from him, to get
0: this from <laughs> That's what's up, man. All right. Then we got another question from Beauty, Be- Beauty Bees again. My last question from Mr. Linden. Other than money, what else would you need from community? Oh, so one of the things that I, I wish
1: I, I wish I had a team of professionals. Um, because one of the things that you've struggled with is perspective, as I mentioned before. So if I was able to get business professionals on a steady rotation for social set to come take part, be willing to throw your business in your pocket. Not youth do not like dictation; they don't like authority. That's the number one thing that I come against, right? And I'm fine because none of us did, right? Mm. But what I'm noticing is, is everybody now, if you if you don't want to be a rapper, they want to be a business owner. What I want them to understand is, even if you own a business, somebody's telling you what to do. You still have to be controlled and bossed. I heard a quote today, even bosses are bossed. And it's the truth. I want them to understand at a deep level, that being a great consumer and, and always learning, being coachable, being willing, be willing to take criticism. I was horrible at taking criticism. I created this so kids can learn that not everybody that tells you what to do is really trying to make you feel bad. They want you to feel better. Right. So if I can have more adults who are willing to come and participate in social set um, and share their experiences, whether whether you own a coffee shop, a T-shirt business, even Mm -hmm. if it's a failed business, I want the children to understand that even if you own a business, you are still being bossed by somebody. Somebody's telling you what to do. Somebody's telling you, yo, I need you to remake this, do this again. I don't like the way this came. I made you mad today because I was almost late for the podcast. Right? So it's one of the things that I think they miss because they think that being a boss, being an owner, gives them the opportunity to escape uh, criticism and, and dictation, and it doesn't. So that's 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 one of the things I'd like to bring. I would like businesses to open their stores and their, their organizations up to the kids that we serve, so we can do real life, tangible role plays within the business. Um, I know that'll come in time, right? But if, if you ask the question, what can people do? You could volunteer and take part.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to participate in those uh, social set things. I definitely it's want to so yeah, so, I definitely won't do that. Cause <laughs> what 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 are the, age, what are the ages? What for the kids again? That the 11 to 15,
1: 11 to 15. So the way it's set up now is peer mentors. So if you're an 18 year old, 19 year old, I love having the 18, 19 year olds participate, and I also love hearing their parents say, "Why? How are they going to mentor? Because they need mentoring. I need mentoring. <laughs> right? so we all need it. Right? Um, but I love to have the 18 and 19 year olds to impart the wisdom that they have to an 11 year old, because this is the way it works. When we're 11, we wanna be 16. When we're 16, we wanna be 18. When we're 18, we wanna be 21. When we're 21, we start looking back like, am I, do I want this? Right? When we're we're 21, we wanna be 25. And then when we're 25, we wanna go back and move in with mama, right? So I like having every segment of our life in these role plays, because it gives everybody a chance to look and reflect or oh, look forward to okay if a 16 year old is telling me i'm wrong i must be wrong or for 16 year old not wrong i'm sorry if a 16 year old is telling me there's a better way to do what i did i'll listen to her before i listen to that big old man and that's fine with me so we call the older teenagers peer mentors right but okay. here's the beauty of it i've had adults come to me and say I didn't know I needed help with social skills.
0: <laughs> so everybody's
1: getting something out of it. I learned more than I could ever imagine in every social set. The most recent one we did at the school, um, we did a role play, we had, I call it teacher bad day. The teacher has a bad day. I'm not gonna get into all the details, but at the end of it, it gives the children a chance to see a teacher go through difficulties the day before, coming to come into class, And then when she comes to class, I had the kids act bad. Do what you do when the teacher walks in. But they watched her go through her mom going to the hospital. They watched her get a call from the mechanic saying her car won't be ready. They watched her listen to a principal tell her the school's going to close down. So when she comes into class, I had a few of the kids just act up Mm -hmm. and the teacher lost it. So we did the assessment at the end of the role play. And the children were like, okay, I didn't really understand that teachers actually have to experience this. And my, my, and my part to them was, brother, it ain't just teachers. It's your parents. It's mm. your coaches. You know what I mean? But the funny part was, the teacher was a 15-year-old girl. Okay. So the, the, the girl had a chance to be the teacher. The children had a chance to laugh at her being a teacher. But the truth came from adults and other folks at the end of the role play that this is what adults really go through. I'm not the only person going through something. And I've always fought against the idea that children who tend to be at risk don't have empathy and don't have feelings. I, I, I would contest that they are the most empathetic because they go through as much as everybody else. So once you unlock that in them, they're able to really be a little bit more compassionate and empathetic to what's going on around them Thus, making them a little bit more conscious about who they are and improving oh. their own self-image. So, at the end of that, at the end of that that role play at the school, it's an alternative school. One of the kids who gave me the most trouble, he, I, I asked him, I was like, "So, how did this feel?" And he said, um, "It was amazing. It was a stress relief." And what really touched me, Jay, was the fact that this brother wasn't talking about money. He wasn't talking about some girl. He wasn't talking about sports. He was talking about acting emotions out, felt amazing. So imagine how good he's gonna feel going into his next class, right? Like he's amped, he's loose. The dude said it was a stress relief. He's feeling better going into school and he's taking all those experiences that he experienced into his life. And that that's what I want at every school. That's what I want for every kid. White, black, brown, Asian, it doesn't, I want everybody to
0: experience it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. I definitely want to, after we finish doing it, we're going to talk offline and we can yes, sir. talk yes, you sir. doing this with other nonprofit organizations that I know. Yeah, that, that's, that's what's up, bro. I like that. All right, that's what's up. So, let's get back to this interview question because we <laughs> everybody, everybody comments and asks you questions. I can't even get finish mine. Uh, <laughs> so, Let's talk about, how. let's do this. You said you have the next um, social set coming up in June, July. Talk about the dates, um, the location again, and where people can sign their kids up to participate. Or even volunteers can sign up to participate.
1: Yeah, so everything can go through online at www.about-facenola.org. You can email your interest, what you would like to do. You can you can text the phone number five zero four six six two seven four six three. So those are the two ways, and of course, Instagram um, is about yeah. underscore face underscore Nola. Yeah, I got the I got them
0: scrolling at the bottom. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. So any 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 connection, right. any, and there's a, the, the socialset.org dot org is. Um, is the altar website for about face note. Um but yeah, whether whether you want to volunteer, whether you, whether you have input, uh, donation, everything can be done through the website. I receive it, I get it immediately, and uh, I'm pretty responsive.
0: All right, man. that's what's up. Um, so so tell me this: if what type of advice would you give someone who wanted to do a, maybe a program different from yours, but have the same impact? what would you tell the dudes and adults are doing so
1: the number one that that is a very good question <laughs> Seriously, that is a really good question the number one um thing that and this is a this is direct criticism of all adults parents we do by nature are horrible listeners of children
0: that, that is true
1: i ain't debating that one. i'm not <laughs> i'm not i'm not debating with anybody um we do not listen to children it's painful sometimes to listen to children especially especially when you know what they're saying is wrong but giving them the landscape brother to say what they need to say allows them to give you a truth that you won't get any other way so when we're in social set a lot of the adults tend to talk at the children and share their life story that's cool right but that's not what we're here for this is a youth-driven organization. So if you have an organization where you really want youth participation, allow youth to drive the ship. Okay. It's as simple as that. When they say something that you don't agree with, we have a natural inclination to give an answer. I learned years ago that when I talked to my lady, she don't want an answer, right? Pretty much children are the same way. They don't want an answer. Ooh, that was a bad analogy. Can you go... So <laughs> children don't want answers... They want to be heard, dude. Please, I, you can't yeah. edit me live. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about to get it. I'm about to get it. I'm about to get it. So like, in a way,
0: <laughs> if, if you would have just kept going with it, probably right. yeah, it would have been a
1: big deal, right? But <laughs> but but the, the children that I've worked with, man, over the last twenty years, giving them the space, it ain't that funny. You ain't talking no, about no, because I feel you
0: 100. I feel you. I I know exactly what you're talking
1: about. So, I agree. so, but, but yeah. So giving giving them the space to say things, man. And sometimes oh. uh, they say crazy things. And and giving them the trust that they're being heard. And Mr. Linden or Mr. Jared is really going to let me say my piece. And we build on it. I did. Um, I was trained in improv for about a year and some change. And one of the things that gave me was the opportunity to learn that I don't have to be in control of interaction. I don't have to be in control in relationships. That when I learn to let go and let stuff happen organically, it still works out. So if you were to start an organization or program like this, allowing children to lead and say what they want to say without saying, ah, that's wrong. Without saying, oh, I wouldn't do it that way or that. Let them build it. Because they actually find great answers on their own. It may not be one answer that you like, but giving them the breath to expand and really see and let them bounce ideas off of each other. Um, with minimal input, you it, it, it's magical, man. I, I can't... When it's done right, you mm-hmm. don't want to leave. And I can give you numerous examples of that. And they want more. On a Saturday, they don't want to leave when they can be doing 50 million other things. You know? <laughs>
0: That's what's up. Oh, got another comment here from Maggie Bartell. Last comment. I agree. Thank you for listening to the podcast. podcast. Have a a great day. day. Subscribe to the video. video.